0: I had, like, two different guys today tell me that I have a very nice-sounding voice.
1: Oh, a nice-sounding voice.
0: Yeah, I think that's just, like, old dude's way of trying to flirt with young customer service women <laughs> you know I've, I've
1: talked to quite a few women in customer service that are like oh i just have all these old dudes like you know if i was 40 years younger i'd take you out to dinner mm. and they have to kind of be like oh well thank you sir and they're like oh my god why is he saying that to me in front of his wife
0: Yeah, I've definitely had dudes uh, offer to take me out to dinner before just for enrolling them in insurance of all fucking things. But that's still not as bad as the toenail guy.
1: Oh, God. The toenail guy?
0: I've told you about the toenail guy, right?
1: Refresh my memory.
0: I might have even told it. uh, We might have recorded this for an episode before. But the toenail guy was a guy who used to call constantly when I worked at the Pizza Hut call center. And every time he would get a girl on the phone, he'd kind of, like, pretend like he was having a regular pizza-oriented conversation with them. And then he'd be like, you know, you you sound kind of nice. I bet you paint your toenails, don't you? Oh, no. <laughs> and, like, people who didn't know who the toenail guy was would kind of be like, uh, well, yeah, I, I Sometimes, you know, they they wouldn't know how to react to it. And then he'd like find ways to just like keep going, you know, oh, and like have them like describe their toes to him and shit until eventually they would figure out, oh, this is a creep and hang up on him. Yeah. And he would call over and over and oh, over God. and over again, multiple times a day until one day. I finally got him. I think it was actually the second time I got him, but it was one of those days where he had been just calling over and over and over and over again. Like four or five people had gotten him before I did, and so I got the toenail guy, oh, and I God. I recognized his voice immediately, and I was like, "Okay, what do you want?" Oh, I want a, a large pepperoni. It's like, okay, that'll be blah 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 dollars. He was like, you know, you sound pretty nice. I bet you paint your toenails, don't you? And then I didn't even think before I said this, but I just snapped back and I bet you got a tiny dick, don't you? <laughs> and then hung the fuck up on him in the middle of the call floor, like everybody oh could hear God. me. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was my best customer service moment for sure.
1: See, I I actually had a very liberating um, experience, I guess, whenever I worked at a pizza restaurant uh, back home in Norman. But this is like probably like the pizza restaurant in all of the the whole college town. But anyway, whenever I worked at, well, just say pizza butthole.
0: Okay, you were working at the pizza butthole, right? I was
1: working at the pizza butthole. And uh, the owner, you know, was this nice Persian man. And he really hated it whenever people would call and try to act like being rude. And just throwing a hissy fit was going to get them something for free.
0: Oh, man. I used to have a roommate like that. He literally told me, yeah, if you just call, at, call him and start cussing at him, they usually do what you want him to do. It's like... No, dude, that's when they fucking shit in your food, you know? I know, right? <laughs> They fuck with your order if you do that, because you're being an asshole. <laughs> I know.
1: I don't get why people don't understand that, especially whenever you're calling, you know, the people that handle your food. Even when you're in the yeah. restaurant, those are the people that are handling your food. You don't think that your server is going to yeah, go back you and don't say- fuck
0: with those people. Yeah,
1: this dude's a total fucking dick. You should totally give him the cream of mushroom soup, if you know what I mean. <laughs> But you know it's it just pays to be nice, but whenever I worked yeah. at Pizza Butthole, it was cool because oh. <laughs> we were allowed to, uh, if they said cuss word one to us, if they just said one cuss word, I mean, if they were rude to us, just rude. Okay, whatever. Sometimes you just have to eat that. Yeah. But if they said a cuss word to us or like, you know, something gross or, you know.
0: Like insulting or yeah. purposeful. And then we
1: were able to be like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? How about you go fuck yourself? And that'll be about 45 minutes. <laughs> Click. Click. <laughs> Uh, That was fun. I loved doing that because whenever it's busy, you're trying to make some fucking subs. You're trying to get these pizzas fucking slathered with sauce and cheese so that... Douchebag down the thing could fucking put pepperonis and sausage on it, mm-hmm. throw it in a goddamn oven, and then you have like 10 fucking pizzas coming from some fucking elementary school, and then you have some jackass corporate dudes, you know, where are my subs? It's like, oh yeah, behind the 10 fucking pizzas, dude, wait your turn.
0: Yeah.
1: It's it, uh that got really frustrating. So when you're that fucking frustrated and you're that overwhelmed, and you have some dong, you know, calling your place of work, like, hey, call my- Order 23 minutes ago, and it's not here yet. And you were quoted the delivery time of 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. So wait. You know, but I, it sucked, too, because whatever those people would call in, it would be the delivery people that would have to fucking kind of deal exactly. with the brunt They'll of it. They'll take it, it and
0: out, and that, out of the fucking delivery that people. That sucked,
1: you know. But I think now, just talking to people, like, doing tech support shit... I don't encounter as many opportunities for people to, like, you know, want to cuss at me or try to fight me or, you know, drive down to my place of work and want to try and fight me.
0: Okay, but you're not, like, in the department that I'm in, though, where people have to wait on hold for four hours just to talk to someone, Uh, okay? Because it's, like, peak season right now. Like, the guy I got yesterday. Oh, God. Who was all like, you know, you know how long I've been on hold? And I was like, yes, sir. This is the busiest time of the year for us. I apologize about that. Now that you've got me on the phone, I can help you out. I'm at the supermarket. Okay, what the fuck does that have to do with me? Yeah,
1: why are you... Do you you
0: want to enroll in insurance or not?
1: Yeah, did you really just (laughs) wait? Can you
0: hear me? At the fucking supermarket. You're the, an idiot. Then why did you stay on
1: the phone for that long? <laughs> it's like, long? okay,
0: now I'm going to tell stories about you on my podcast. Thanks, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or, no, the worst was like whenever I worked uh, at a call center that serviced a streaming giant. Oh. <laughs> and you would seriously, I don't know why some people are just, they get so bent out of shape about a password. It logged me out! It's fine. Okay. Enter your password. You mean I have to type my whole password? And they're like, uh, literally yeah. crying. I'm talking about 40, 50 year old fucking adult human beings oh with God. tears, sobbing. You could hear snot falling out of the noses because they have to type a password.
0: Those people have to be drunk. That's the only explanation. Is oh, I've gotten
1: drunk. plenty of drunks. We used to get a drunk guy from fucking Sweden all the time that would call us just a bullshit with us. <laughs>
0: really just like
1: you americans and your programming is fucking horrible it just makes me want to puke i don't understand how you watch this shit and then you send it to my country i do not care about friends
0: i do not have friends like the uk office is
1: better than your american office i'm like sir i've never watched episode one of either offices good don't
0: (laughs) I mean, you can't really say that guy's wrong. Sabrina, and if I could magically pop into the body of any super villain that ever existed or even fictional, mm. then I would pop into the body of Henry Kissinger when he was about four years old and just walk straight the fuck into traffic.
1: Oh, that's back when... Well, did they even have cars back Yeah, they did. That was, what, 1927? Oh, yeah, no.
0: Okay, fine. Walk straight in front of a horse and buggy.
1: (laughs) A draft horse. (laughs) And my name is Matt. And if I was a villain, I would probably be... You know what? Fuck it. I would be... uh... Shit. You know, I had, like, a whole good idea of who I wanted to be, but I changed my mind. I originally said Moriarty, because, you know, he's smart. He's a professor, dude. Yeah. And you know, he's Victorian, so he's somewhat classy. He's like the anti Sherlock Holmes, so he's not like some fucking nerd, yeah. and in fact, he he's he's the Napoleon of crime. So I mean, why not? But then I was like, but he doesn't have any force powers. He can't shoot lightning out his butt. and you know I, w- I
0: was so sure you were gonna say he doesn't have any foreskin.
1: He's Moriarty. He probably does have <laughs> foreskin.
0: He probably does. Sherlock
1: Holmes has foreskin.
0: Oh, yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah.
1: Watson snorts Coke it's off Sherlock Holmes's it, foreskin. It's
0: all foreskin. That's all he has <laughs> is just foreskin. <laughs> just foreskin all the way down.
1: Foreskin Holmes just wiggling all the way <laughs> down. Got fucking
0: five skin.
1: Just looking like a fucking anteater, like. And, and this, this is Sumo Punks! Flew <laughs> off the handle with that one.
0: He actually like pull it up all the way to his neck and use it as a turtleneck. Oh my god, I was gonna
1: say new definition of a turtleneck.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we are here to discuss week two of the Kyushu Boss... the Ky-
1: Blah, blah, blah. Q-shu-ba-show. The
0: Kyushu Basho. The Kyushu Basho. We don't have any guests for this today, mostly just because we're super busy. We're going to try to fly through this. So let's go ahead and get right into the upcoming events.
1: December 16th through 17th is the Texas Classic Sumo Tournament hosted by Shogeki Sumo. The 16th will have a demo from noon to 8 p.m., and the 17th will be the tournament itself from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Live stream and commentary by...
0: Me! Yay! Yeah.
1: And more than likely, that'll be streamed on Shogeki Sumo's uh, YouTube channel. But we'll see. We'll let everybody know as soon as we do.
0: Then after that, on January 27th, is the Kuma Sumo Bash Part 2. <laughs> Juniors tournament, so competitors must be age 18 or under. Is it under 18 or is it 18 and under?
1: I think it's under 18.
0: Okay, so 17 and below.
1: I believe so, but we should ask. We'll double check uh, yeah, on that. Yeah, we'll double check.
0: Uh, for the Kumo Sumo Bash, there will be a demo, some instruction, and the tournament itself at Antioch High School in Antioch, Tennessee. No registration fee. However, you must be a USSF member to participate.
1: And then upcoming on February 10th, the Mighty Eagle Teams Tournament. The tournament will be taking place at the Rolling Oaks Mall in San Antonio, Texas. And you can sign up at MightyEagleSumo.com. Uh, if you have any questions, find Caleb Backus or look at Mighty Eagle Sumo on or social Tom's media Able. or Tom's Zabel. Yeah. Those guys know things.
0: But yeah, the date for that, that has changed. I think it was on the 17th.
1: Yeah, the, the earlier, the earlier go. information that we got said the 17th, but the newest information that rolled out says February 10th.
0: All right. Then on February 24th is the SoCal Subo Open in San Diego, California, at City Heights Performance Annex at 3795 Fairmont Avenue. $30 registration fee. Kids and teens compete for free.
1: There's a registration form flying out there, so uh, check with Sumo. They have the registration form, or if you can't get a hold of them and still want to register for the tournament, get a hold of us. I got the URL for the registration form.
0: Yeah. Then, ooh, April 6th. That's a little further in the future, but this is an exciting one for us.
1: The inaugural Sakura Cup Sumo Tournament. Yeah. At Music City Muscle Gym in Nashville, Tennessee.
0: Man, I can't wait for this one. I
1: want to go to that.
0: If anybody listened to the previous episode, we decided that's where it's going down. Matt versus Jake. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Meet
1: to meet.
0: <laughs>
1: we need. I really need to start working on our promo videos once the busy season's over. Yes. But if you wanted to uh, look at more current uh, happenings in the sumo world, or if you want to check out the international happenings in the sumo world, you could go to sumo411.com, managed by Kellyanne Ball, and uh, she's actually really cool.
0: First, let's go over a little bit of sumo news.
1: Something very newsworthy and noteworthy. We all know about the Yokozuna Deliberation Council.
0: Yes, we do.
1: Yeah, it's a group of stodgy old men who is not the (laughs) JSA. That like to uh, make recommendations about what the Yokozuna should or shouldn't be doing. But if you think about this, the Yokozuna Deliberation Council are the ones that issue the Yokozuna licenses. Mm -hmm. And
0: back in the day, back in olden times, that used to be like the essentially royal families of Japan. Yeah. You know, the, the different like daimyo and stuff.
1: And they kind of had this uh, specific council. And having a Yokozuna license afforded you certain privileges Mm -hmm. and uh, certain duties, like a certain kind of dohyo-iri. Anyway, this is, you know, the modern times. And now it's just a bunch of old corporate dudes just kind of like, you know, giving their opinions. And they don't have any real power, but they have a lot of influence. Mm -hmm. And so the Yokozuna Deliberation Council has been very lenient on Terunofuji Fuji. Pretty much all year, you know, dude had to have surgery and you know, his back's kind of messed up. He's got a fucked up hip now. So yeah, they've been taking it easy on him. But now the fun is over. They are now recommending that Terunofuji Fuji participate in the January tournament.
0: Mm, so, is he ready for that, though?
1: That's kind of what I'm thinking. So they, they have a few kind of uh, things that they do. One is they make a comment.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: second is, you know, make a recommendation to participate.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: other thing they could do is make a recommendation to retire. Yeah, and, but it
0: hasn't gotten to that point oh, yet. Oh,
1: not at all. They just made a comment, which is, he should probably he should probably participate.
0: Right, and I think this probably has something to do with everybody itching for a new Yokozuna. You know, first it was everybody up Kesho's ass, and then it's, well...
1: <laughs> now everyone's starting to climb up Karishima's ass.
0: Yeah, so... Um I I think that's probably got something to do with it. They they probably know that that recommendation to retire is coming down the pike.
1: And I think that uh, Fuji is wanting to fill some yokozuna shoes and do his duties until another yokozuna's around. Nobody wants a yokozuna less ozumo, you know, right now it's
0: But no yokozuna wants to be one of those short-lived Yokozunas, either. Or
1: a Yokozuna that was just kind of shoehorned in and didn't really earn it, I guess.
0: But um, you don't want to be the the Yokozuna who's only been Yokozuna for a year, you know? You want to have at least a good run at it. And I think that's, you know, kind of what Terano is probably weighing right now, is like, do I keep on going for a little while, or do I start getting prepared for retirement?
1: And when he retires, if he decides to stay in the association, I mean, he... Got to the rank of Yokozuna. I mean, he's oh, yeah. definitely got a future in the association or whatever the hell it is that he decides to do. No,
0: he's he's getting the fucking gold squat toilet for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the, the YDC could just, you know, kiss the brownest part of my ass. Yeah. And, you know, Terranofuji Fuji's going to do what Terranofuji Fuji's going to do. I mean, hell, Hakuho didn't listen to the goddamn fucking YDC. It was just kind of like...
0: He uses the JSA sometimes.
1: (laughs) Well, now he does, because now he's like a, was a Toshiori, but remember whenever he was, we were watching those videos of him getting um, injections in his knees and then getting his knees drained, like all of that fluid in his joints. Yeah. You know, all of that shit happening and fucking, you know, he's like in pain and agony and he's got to compete in the Nagoya Basho, you know? So yeah. I saw that, how much he was hurting, but how much determination he had and how much I knew when I saw that video oh. of his knees getting down, I was like, yeah, this is going to be his last one. Mm-hmm. But he made it count. He made a huge fucking impact, you know? And I have no doubt in my mind, Terran Fuji is going to make like a huge fucking impact when it's his, you know, time to retire. But- yeah.
0: Oh man, you know what's going to happen? I can see it now. He's going to participate in the January Basho this is going to be Karishima's opportunity to possibly get to Yokozuna after such a short-lived career as Ozeki. You know, if he keeps doing as well as he's been doing, I mean, he had that one kind of upset where he was Kataban after he first became Ozeki, but Teru Fuji is going to be the one. Yeah. He's he's at least going to prevent him from taking the Yusho, I think.
1: I think so, unless... He's I'm still not, sure not if healed. It's going to
0: prevent him from getting the Yokozuna promotion, but he's at least going to. It's going to be down to Karrishima and Terunofuji,
1: unless Terunofuji has to withdraw. If he's not healed mm. enough. Because what if he does True. go in and, you know, competes for the first few days and then... Then
0: what is it meant to be? Then
1: either gets injured or exacerbates an injury.
0: Yeah, then it wasn't and
1: meant to be. And then he'll have to get another medical certificate and, and tell the YDC to go fuck themselves. And so. all hail <laughs> King
0: Karishima.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. right? I think it would be a miracle if Karishima pulls off a win in January. But if he does, that's two Yusho in a row. And we all know what that means.
0: Mm-hmm. That is promotion. I is mean, promotion. not going to do it, so. no.
1: Well, you know, there's a lot of people out there whose buttholes just puckered at you saying that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Every puckering butthole gives me power. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right.
1: So that was the only little bit of uh, sumo news I really wanted to go over was the the YDC just because I really wanted someone to hear me say I just wanted them to go fuck themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: Because in my job, and yes, I'm bringing it back to my job again because it's the busy season and I'm stressed out, but I just really need to tell somebody to just go fuck
0: themselves. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to give God the middle finger, you know? Uh,
1: When I was a little kid, I did that, you know, like I would get spanked for, you know, doing something I shouldn't have been doing. I would get in trouble, you know, and I'd go cry in my room and I'd just flip off the sky and be like, fuck you, God! You know, and I was like eight, you know, it was terrible.
0: All right, now let's get into the meat of the episode. The meat.
1: So before we get too far into like the actual, you know, the meatiness of the meat... I want to ask how you felt about the people watching this time around.
0: (laughs) Man, Kyushu has some great people watching. Oh, my God. There was that dude that kind of looked like the Dalai Lama.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that dude.
0: (laughs) Then there was the dude who kind of looked like... um,
1: Robert De Niro.
0: I always want to say Danny DeVito for some reason, but yeah, Robert... (laughs) Robert De Niro.
1: Yeah, Robert De Niro and Danny DeVito are. They're two basically separate.
0: the same person.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, I started blasting.
0: But yeah, there there were definitely some interesting characters. There were the Geishas. The Geishas were there. Yeah,
1: and then there was uh, that dude that was. I think he might have been like a Saudi, um, like tourist, but he was wearing uh, you know the the headdress. I think they call it like a shemagh.
0: Oh, yeah, the, the scarf thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: so he was wearing the scarf, but it has, like, the, the, the little black headband, you know, to hold it into yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I saw that guy. I was like, is that a tourist or is that? No, but he was in the expensive seats. So I was like, yeah. is that a prince?
0: Is that a Saudi prince? Is that a Saudi That's
1: prince? Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, because
0: he's in the good seats. Yeah, right. But speaking of with Robert De Niro for fuck's sake, and Danny DeVito and the Dalai Lama, and
1: then there was the guy, the the nerd in the Aerosmith shirt. Oh god! I saw a whole lot of shit on like Twitter and the fucking Instagram about people like just so horrified that there was a guy on TV that had fuck on his shirt.
0: Oh no! It had the fuck word. on They're the like, t-shirt. oh, that's just.
1: Disrespectful.
0: Whatever. He probably didn't even know what the fuck it said.
1: No, I'm sure he probably did, because it said, who the fuck is Steven Tallarico, who is Steven Tyler from Aerosmith? And don't ask me why I know that. It's
0: That's an Aerosmithism? That's
1: an Aerosmithism. That's Steven... Yeah, Steven Tallarico is Steven Tyler's real name.
0: I guess that I should have put two and two together, since it sounds so similar. Yeah.
1: I, but that's, that's all it is, just a fucking Aerosmith shirt, and it's not even... It's like, one of those, oh my god, look how much of an Aerosmith deep cut this is. I'm so fucking cool. I'm a bigger it's Aerosmith fan shit. than you. Yeah. yeah, pretty
0: much. Yeah.
1: No one cares. No one's giving a fuck about Aerosmith for shit. How long? Since
0: like the 70s or yeah, something. Yeah, this might be. Since they did that fucking song for Armageddon. Oh my god. For like fucking. And I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> yeah, that fucking bullshit.
1: Oh god. Uh. <laughs> Uh, But anyway... Anyway,
0: it had the fuck word on it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's
1: that's just the thing. So fucking what? Who cares? You know, the only thing that's really remotely interesting about that, other than people getting all bent out of shape about it, is I wonder how NHK and fucking uh, Abima are going to deal with that. So I'm going to be looking through... you know, like the uh, grand sumo highlights, and see if they got that guy on there. Do you think they're if...
0: even gonna care, though?
1: I'm curious to see if they do,
0: mm, maybe. because they are en-
1: there are an English language, you know, media source. So. Yeah,
0: but aren't they aren't they more? I mean, they're based out of Japan. Yeah, but. I don't know. I don't think they're so much I don't American English-based. They're probably more like British English-based.
1: I was kind of thinking that, or even Australian English-based. Or English Australian, based. yeah. And, and everybody yeah, the knows. the Brits and the
0: Australians really give a fuck about fuck?
1: No, the Brits and the Australians fucking say fuck a lot more than the Americans
0: Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. See, and I say fuck all the time I as do an too. American.
1: But you know what? I don't know if uh, Sumo Mainichi says fuck as much as we do, like, in their Oh, nobody says
0: fuck as much as we do.
1: But I'm very certain that in their daily lives,
0: you
1: know, (laughs) trying to, like, open up, you know, their bottle of sake. Oh, fuck.
0: Fuck. What the-
1: <laughs> so I could see something like that, but they it's probably not just you know saying, "Oh fuck, I just stubbed my toe," or "Yeah, oh fuck, that was a good banana split."
0: Look yeah. at that fucking dog act. It's, I, I, pretty fucking much,
1: Chia <laughs> Shoma. But I don't know, like. I I really love their Australianisms. Like I their love voices dog acts.
0: So soothing. It really
1: is. We we went to the pharmacy earlier, listening to Day Fifteen on Sumo Minichi, yeah. and it just. It made me feel so good.
0: Oh, yeah. No. And it got and me
1: excited to start podcasting.
0: Honestly, so. they're the reason why I even give a fuck about Jurio.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Like, you know, watching Jurio with Sumo Mainichi is one of the funnest things in the oh, world. Yeah.
0: And harass them in the live chat. That's always fun. That is always fun. <laughs> when we have the time, at least.
1: We're, we're going to be getting out of our busy season, so we will have more time for the Hatsubashi. Fuck so, yeah. Speaking of Jurio, I wanted to start uh, touching a little bit on the Jurio matters before we start heading into the, the big meat of the Makuuchi. So, yeah, you
0: can't touch your meat yet.
1: <laughs> you you got
0: to touch some of them Jurio boys first. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. So, new Jurio debutante Hitoshi is going back to Makushta <laughs> with his two win, 13 loss record having ass. Koto Shoho took the Juryo Yusho in a playoff with Ono Sato.
0: Old DSL himself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Poor Ono Sato worked his ass off, but Koto Shoho had a plan and aggressively brought it to fruition. Both combatants ended the Basho at 12-3, and 3, with Bushozan following behind at 10-5. and 5. And it looks like Koto Shoho and Aoyama are going back to Makauchi.
0: Mm. I'm- no, oh, you're probably right. I I was kind of iffy about Ayoyama at first, but yeah, you're probably. But right. look at
1: all the uh, the Juryo debutants. I went to Makuuchi.
0: Mm-hmm. There was only and one that got it. Sucked. Yeah, there was only <laughs> one that
1: got a kachikoshi. So I'm I'm sure there's going to be some some good movement. So or at least some room for some good movement.
0: Yeah, I think okay. I think you're right.
1: All right. So oh, and then uh, old Chia Shoma looks like his dog act ass is going to be staying in Juryo. At least it looks that way.
0: Yeah, getting just a, a Kachikoshi at Jurio 6 isn't really going to bump you up too far. He, he might get to Jurio
1: 1, maybe?
0: Eh, I'm going to predict Jurio 2 or 3. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Jurio 2 West is my
1: prediction. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that.
0: No, Jurio 3 West. Yeah, right. Jurio 3 West. That's what I predict. All right, now let's talk about the future
1: of one Ono Sato. Mm. He's at Jurio 5. But he got the Jun Yu show.
0: He did. And
1: with the 12 and 3 record.
0: He did, yes.
1: So if this boy isn't promoted to at least Mike Gashira 17, I'm going to hit my own dick with the hammer. I think...
0: <laughs> 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 I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but um, I think it at least Jurio won. I think he's going to head up Jurio. If he doesn't end up at, like, My Gashira 17.
1: And then, you know, yeah, I'm hoping Mike Shira 16, 17. Uh, I'll be disappointed if he's Jurio 1, but, I mean, that, you know, that tracks.
0: Like, maybe they'll be like, oh, he hasn't been around long enough to really prove himself. Like, yeah, he did really good in the Kyushu Basho, but we want to see more out of this kid. You know, so they'll they'll put him at the head of Jurio for the next Basho, and if he does really well, then... You know, they'll put him in the fucking Makuuchi next Man, I, time. Man, I
1: hope they do. I just hope he just... Because all he needs to do is just dip his toes in, and I'm sure he can do the rest.
0: Yeah, no, I, I have faith in him.
1: So, speaking of movements, uh, okay. we did hear about the uh, new Juryo promotions from Makushita, and that is going to be Takeru Fuji from Isegahama-beya and Oshomi from Naruto-beya and returning to Jurio are Hakyozan from takadagawa beya and Tochi Musashi from Musashigawa-beya. Yeah, it always confused uh Tochi Musashi and Sushimanada for some reason. Like, I think their names they just They both
0: have... sound like food. Yeah, but Tochi <laughs> Musashi
1: has like he's got a rack. Like, he's got
0: <laughs> Well, he does, he
1: doesn't have like Aoyama boobs, but he has like big Perky fucking, like, missiles, like torpedoes. I'm
0: glad we're getting some Honka Bonka Mommy Milkers back in the upper divisions.
1: <laughs> well, Tochi Musashi does have the... Okay, what was it again?
0: <laughs> honka Bonka Mommy Milkers. The Honka
1: Bonka Mommy
0: Milkers. <laughs> We need more titties, man. More titties in Juryo and Makauchi.
1: What I remember about Tochi Musashi...
0: Aoyama just isn't cutting it anymore. (laughs)
1: Well, he's going to retire soon, probably. Mm. But Tochi Musashi, actually, I do remember he won the Juryo Yusho at one point and then immediately fell back down to Makushita.
0: It happens a lot. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah.
1: But I, I don't know. He's got a lot of potential. We'd but he got see a him.
0: taste of that paycheck, he and did. now he craves it. Well,
1: let's just, just see him beat up on some of the, you know, the Giorgio guys. Let's see how mu- how many people he can beat up. Can't wait. All right. So now we are moving to the meat. The me-
0: the, the second course. The second course. <laughs> the, the main course, actually. See, of the we meat. just
1: we just did the gyoza.
0: The, sure, yeah. We we had a little seaweed salad, you know, some fucking uh, spring rolls. Now we're getting to the...
1: To the yakiniku.
0: Yeah, to the uh, tonkatsu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right, so there we, we go. are going to go uh, on day nine. Day so nine. we're continuing the basho show from day nine. We are going to start with Sarano Umi versus Ken Bozan. Ken Bozon gives Sadana Umi a double-handed nodal wall right off the Tachiai They both get a grip on each other's belts, Sadana Umi on the inside and Ken Bozon on the outside. Ken Bozon starts thrusting Sadana Umi to the edge.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kinbozan and Sadana Umi up against the bales, but Sadana Umi twists around to take his place. Suddenly, it's Kebo pressed up against the Tawara arching backward as he tries to stay in. He lifts Satana Umi with all his might and a spectacular display of balance and swings him around behind him, dumping Satana Umi on his ass before calmly strutting back to his corner of the dojo.
0: Dude, that shit was so fucking amazing. And like, that was
1: a strut. <laughs>
0: I, I gotta say, I've probably been sleeping on Kim Bozon, mostly because he looks like that fucking character from Family Guy and it kind of creeps me out, but... <laughs> You know which one I'm talking about. (laughs) Fucking
1: Quagmire. Yes.
0: But to see that spectacular balance and, like, muscle control, like, you gotta have a lot of, what is it, like, leg muscle goodness or whatever to be able to, like, be right there on the edge leaning back over the Tawara. And that core strength, too. And toss fucking Sanomi over (laughs) behind you. Like, that's... That's
1: that's definitely a feat of athleticism.
0: Oh yeah, I for mean, sure. and, it, and it
1: goes to show you why Ken Bozon's in the top division. You know, he's he's got it in him.
0: I but, believe in k- Kinbozon Bozon now.
1: But it's funny that you guys bring up the whole Quagmire thing because Justin Kizzert calls him Glenn Bozon. Okay,
0: look, I didn't know that Kizzert was calling him that until after I already said oh, something Oh, I know. That's what I was about it. to say
1: is like you guys had like, you know, separately just kind of come to that same conclusion. That
0: means it's true.
1: That's what I was about to say. All that isn't? means
0: is that it's true. Poor k He looks like... Ugh.
1: Fucking Quagmire.
0: Maybe he'll do so well in Makauchi he'll be able to afford a new face.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: Alright, we're gonna go ahead and move on to Hokuseho versus Kotoweko. <sighs> this is kind of a sad one, actually. Uh-oh. On Kotoweko's 32nd birthday, he gets injured by Hokuseho of all fucking people, Uh-oh. suffering a knee ligament injury. Hokuseho. More aggressive than usual in this bout uh, forces Kotoeco out by Yorikiri. As far as we could tell, the injury happened as they were both crashing down off of the dohyo. Uh, this was Kotoeco's first time ever ever uh, having to pull out of a tournament. He had 1043 consecutive bouts since he started fuck. in pro sumo.
1: So he was just like maybe a little bit behind the Iron Man Tamawashi with uh having all of those consecutive bouts and like never missing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz now thinking mm-hmm. about it, I don't think I ever remember Kotoweko like missing about our He's
0: always been there. Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: same. You just kind of take it for granted sometimes. Same. with Tamawashi, you know, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. always there. They're
0: just always there.
1: But that sucks. I remember um, when that happened, uh, Dakota, uh, Eggert, was just so, that that's his guy, you know, the the, the Lavender Menace is his man.
0: Oh, I love Echo too.
1: But it was just so sad whenever that happened, and Dakota was just so crushed, because he never missed a bout, you know, never missed a tournament. Yeah. He was Yeah.
0: Well, the good news is they said he would only need about two weeks to heal, so we will be seeing him in the next show, provided he doesn't get injured more.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It would. It could have been a whole lot worse if it was, you know, like an ACL or you know a meniscus tear or something like that. Yeah. So whew, I will say, yeah. thank thankful you. it
0: wasn't worse for sure. But <laughs> Hokuseiho of all fucking people. I know. I
1: like you said like he was aggressive. You know, again, it's funny. Was he just standing real mean? Was he just <laughs> standing there just looking? Is that how aggressive he was? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess you can't really say that anything Hoku Seho does is aggressive, but uh, I don't know.
1: Well, that Frankenstein style is he's either going to have to improve it or ditch it. I know a lot of people are hoping he ditches it.
0: I'm happy to see if he comes up with anything more interesting than just, oh, stand here, grab back of Mawashi.
1: And stand. let them tire themselves yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have... Takayasu versus Tobizaru. (laughs) Takayasu just blasts Tobizaru in the face with his forearm, which jarred Tobizaru enough that he just starts retreating backwards around the dohyo as the Gyoji, increasingly panicking, desperately skips around directly behind him, futilely trying to dodge the action. (laughs) All the while, Takayasu is quickly lumbering towards Tobizaru like an attacking grizzly, battering him with his bear paws. (laughs) Tobizaru, flailing wildly happens to catch the Gyoji in the shoulder, which must have surprised him just long enough for Takayasu to take the win by a tepid shove, causing Zari to step backwards and out of the ring. Well, I, it looked like that he had him out of the ring to where he had already stepped over the bales, but it looked like that tepid shove was just to knock him off of the dohyo Right, itself.
0: right. No, he. it was so funny. It was like just this series of... of like calamities happening right in front of your eyes. It was like Takayasu chasing Zaru, who was chasing the goji without even realizing it. <laughs> it was pretty fucking funny. I'm um, pretty sure as gojis, they're trained to like stay out of the way of the action. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It didn't happen that time.
1: Yeah. Toby Zaru just skips it. His lateral movement is really fast. And that bout is a testament to how fast his lateral movements
0: are. For sure.
1: All right. Next we have Takakesho versus Nishikigi. You want to take us on this one?
0: I sure will. Takakesho immediately launches in with a barrage of Supari. Right off the Eye, with unrelenting rhythm, Nishikigi finally starts to push forward, only to be met with a Nodua turned into a catapult as Takakesho releases, letting Nishikigi's momentum fling him to the clay.
1: Man, I was like, come on, Nishikigi, don't fall for that, come on, get out of there! And then he fell for it. He just fell flat on his face. I was like,
0: oh Yeah, that's one of those things that like you should you should know better than to fall for something like that. You know? <laughs>
1: Especially with Takes. To literally Keisho. fall
0: for something <laughs> like
1: that. Well a lot of those guys that have that push me pull me style, like some of them have it worse than others, like Abby and Tohakuru. Mm-hmm. But Taka Keisho is definitely a proponent of the push me pull me style and he will break it out at the most unexpected and inconvenient times.
0: Indeed. No, I I think the best display of that style was actually on the last day, and I cannot wait until we get to that bout. <laughs>
1: Moving along to day ten.
0: Hokuseho versus surugisho. This one was a little bit uh, (laughs) entertaining as well. Sorgisho gets the tree in an awkward grip, which keeps him stood up, gets a Morzashi and just belly bumps him up into the air, lifting him with his mighty gut and carrying him out of the ring. (laughs) I
1: think he did get some air, but I think he had to set him down before he got him out, because I think he won that one by Yori Kiri. but still.
0: It was still funny to watch him like... Lived Hokuseiho with his gut. Yeah,
1: and it's funny because Hokuseiho is just in the air like,
0: ah, I am Groot, and then can't do anything about it.
1: And it's funny I saw a picture because then there's like Midori Fuji, not Midori Fuji, um, Atami Fuji, like mm-hmm. off watching next to the dohyo and he's just making this face like, holy shit, that's fucking crazy.
0: <laughs> we gotta start calling Sutegi Show like the lumberjack or something. He is the for lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god. All right, so next up on day 10, the next notable bout was Takayasu versus Midori Fuji. Papa Bear begins his brutal onslaught at the tachi using Tsupari and Notawa to keep the pit bull at a distance. Midori Fuji's hands were itching to find a grip and got underhooks on Takayasu, who was forced to stop his Oshizumo attack in favor of grappling. But that is where Papa Bear dumped fucked up. As he's going for a belt grip on Midori Fuji, the pit bull locks Takayasu's arm and just throws his ass asunder. Kotanage! Nice. That was a really damn good bout. I felt bad for Takeyasu for losing that one, but I felt great for Midori yeah, Fuji right? for pulling off that Kotanage. <laughs> that was badass.
0: That was pretty sweet. Again, Midori Fuji displaying the textbook uh, sumo that he has. I love it. Pretty often. Moving on to the next bout, we have Wakamoto Haru versus Hoshoryu. It was a beefy collision at the Tachi Eye, both getting their meat hooks into one another, muscling each other to the Tawara until Haas gets a double inside and lifts. They both tumble back off the doyo, straight to the floor, and right into Karishima's lap. <laughs> Wakamoto Haru seemed like he injured his head or neck or something. And everyone has been making a big deal out of how whole Shoryu was being like so gentlemanly in his concern for Wakamoto Haru.
1: Yeah, it seems like the more people keep smashing up these Waka brothers, we're not gonna have any left after a while.
0: <laughs> I know, right? So, there's Waka Takakage, and then Wakamoto Haru, and then like what do we got left?
1: Waka Takamoto.
0: Wakatakamoto. And I think did
1: he who... did he withdraw? I can't remember if he withdrew. Oh, I think see, he no might have. see no.
0: nobody. Nobody cares about Waka... What was his name again? Wakatakamoto. Exactly. I do. So nobody knows if he withdrew or not. Hey,
1: he's the oldest Onami brother, and I'm also the oldest brother. As the oldest
0: child, I know nobody gives a fuck about me, okay? exactly. (laughs) But that's why
1: I give a fuck about Takamoto.
0: I love you, bud. Okay. I got your back. Okay. Oldest solidarity. Yes. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> Let's go on to day 11 now.
1: All right. We have Hirada Umi versus Midori Fuji.
0: Ooh, Battle so, of the Dwarves. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: Hirada Umi had bested seven foes in a row when we arrived at day 11. He was riding high on the hometown heroism until the mighty pit bull Midori Fuji crossed his path and clamped down on his winning streak like a tasty toddler leg, <laughs> shook it around in his teeth, and spit batted out onto the cliff.
0: <laughs> Toddler legs? Seriously? You can tell I wrote that part, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was me.
1: That was that was sad, though, because Hirata Umi, you know, he really was writing the, the hometown hero thing. The, the whole Kyushu crowd. He was doing fucking
0: great, yeah. Loved
1: him. Even oh, more yeah. than Shodai, because the Kyushu crowd was all about Shodai last few years.
0: I don't know about more than Shodai.
1: But they love their Hirata Umi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's such a little mighty man. I just... I love that
0: he wants I to I love do... his big cheeseburger gut.
1: He does have a good he's, gut.
0: He's like almost rivaling Ura on the cheeseburger <laughs> gut level.
1: He's just... I think he might need to put on a couple kilos.
0: To, to get really like an Ura level cheeseburger gut? Yeah. Okay, maybe.
1: Next we have Asano Yama versus Hoshoryu. I guess I'm sure you had to rub it in that he uh, has a less injured lower body by playing the balance <laughs> game at the Tawara and then landing on top of Asoneyama to gain his Kachikoshi. So that was kind of mean, but yeah. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: everybody's getting beat up.
0: Well, moving on to day 12, we have Chironomi versus Hiranomi. Pissed about losing his winning streak on the previous day, Hirata Umi barrels into his opponent, knocking him out in one fluid motion to gain his kachikoshi and deny Chirono his.
1: I felt sad about that. I hope Chirono can at least maybe stay in lower Makauchi because he put forth an effort. You know, Chirono you know, actually made some shit happen, unlike Kitana Waka and Roga. <laughs> So, actually, uh, I
0: want to check and see what he ended at.
1: Oh, Chirono Umi?
0: Yeah, hold on one second here. He did eventually get his Kachikoshi. He yeah. actually ended at 9 and 6, so he should be fine. You know, he's at Maegashira 15 now, so 9 and 6. He's going to he's
1: gonna stay He's put. at
0: least going to keep his Maegashira 15 rank if he doesn't get bumped up like one or two ranks.
1: Yeah, maybe a half to one and a half rank, something like yeah. that.
0: No, I just I really like saying his name because it makes me think of uh,
1: churros, Mexican
0: pastries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so next we have Shodai versus Ura. Ura. Shodai charges into Ura. Ura appears to be pushed back at first, but then seems like he's actually leading Shodai back, and at the exact right moment, grabs Shodai's arm and flings him out of the ring with a totari armbar throw, using his own momentum against him, and then narrowly misses, falling face first into his butt cheeks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Ura was, um, he definitely pulled out some some good wins in show.
1: For Shodai, um, you know, Ura isn't like a big, huge dude that can like, you know, do a whole lot of driving against Shodai. Because sometimes if you could just drive Shodai enough, he's, you know, you could just push him over. But Ura is a more dynamic, you know, bouncing around, kind of a poo bear of a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So he has to kind of use like different tactics and... If it rocks Shodai's world, Shodai's going to get confused and lose.
0: Yeah, so, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uda's got his number.
0: Moving on to Asanoyama versus Hokuto Fuji. Hokuto Fuji already had his makikoshi. He had only ever won two bouts against Asanoyama out of the 12 they had fought. Asanoyama pushes him back across the ring, but he circles back into the center and rallies. He breaks Asanoyama's grip, causing Asa to attempt some pushing and thrusting, but to no avail. No Fuji politely but forcefully escorts Asanoyama out of the ring.
1: Just like a just like a bouncer trying to kick out like someone crying He's
0: like, please, I just <laughs> want to sing one more journey song. <laughs> no, sir,
1: you're gonna have to leave karaoke. Actually,
0: night. Actually, actually, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop believing. Oh, the on
1: <laughs> we, we seriously sounded like fucking like angry. I
0: feel cats. like a bouncer's gonna break into my house now and <laughs> kick
1: <Okay. get> me. <laughs> okay, next we have Kotonowaka versus Kurishima. Going into day 12, Kurishima and Kotonowaka shared the number one spot on the leaderboard with Atami Fuji. Your son. My son. <laughs> the second they clash at the Tachiai, Kurishima gets his preferred grip. They jockey for position until Kirishima finds his in and forces him out. This leaves only Atami Fuji at his side in the top spot. And speaking of Atami
0: Fuji. (laughs) (laughs) Atami Fuji versus Hoshoryu. Haas is at the number two spot in the race, hoping to snatch away Atami Fuji's spot next to Kirishima. They had never fought before, but Hoshoryu was sure he could best the noob. After an earthquake of Itachi-ai, Fuji grips Hoshoryu's arm, yanks him toward the Tawara, and thrusts him down into the dirt for even daring to think about stealing his number one spot, his first win against an Ozeki.
1: That was pretty badass.
0: Dude, that was totally fucking badass. I was (laughs) screaming at the TV.
1: I was too. I was like,
0: oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) that's your son.
1: (laughs) All right, so now we are getting into day 13. This is where shit starts getting real. All right. Sada no Umi versus Chura no Umi. Who is the best no Umi? <laughs> so Sada no Umi was clearly the aggressor, but each time he had Chura no Umi in a pinch, the churo was able to slip out. Sada no Umi gets him on the Tawara, but Chura no Umi scoops under him at the last second to dump him down to the clay with the sakui nage, securing his kachikoshi at his maku uchi debut.
0: Nice. Next up, we have Ichi Yamamoto versus Midori Fuji, Ichiyamamoto charged forward with all his might, but Midori Fuji was already gone, shifting off to the left. He tried to catch himself, but ended up just flailing wildly down to the clay. And the way he got up and swiftly turned to walk back to his side of the dohyo, you could tell he was Oh, he pissed. was way fucking pissed. <laughs> that look—it was just
1: like little motherfucker, goddamn pit bull.
0: <laughs> ichiyamamoto has actually been doing really well recently. In this last basho, he's been doing very well. Shit,
1: last two bashos, he took the uh, Juryo Yu show last tournament.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. That is true. He ended up winning um, like a special prize yeah. in this tournament, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But
1: still, he's been kicking some ass, and I know a whole lot of ichiyamamoto stands are like totally stoked about this whole wave of fucking ass kicking he's surfing
0: <laughs> but man ugh, he was
1: he was so he mad. was so
0: pissed at midori fuji <laughs> and
1: you'd see that face midori fuji was making as he was like you know squatting doing a swipe and taking the money he was just kind of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> next we have surugisho versus Yi. After a brief game of cat and mouse, they lock up chest to chest. Nishkigi begins to overpower Surugisho and gets him up to the Tawara. But then Surugisho pivots Nishkigi on his gut, tosses him out with an Uchari. That Uchari was out of nowhere.
0: Still using his gut for leverage, I see.
1: (laughs) I love that. He's like super old school with the gut. He like bounces people on top of his gut. Once they're (laughs) on top of the gut, it's over.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he's. Surugeisho's another one of those guys that's been doing pretty good in this Yeah, basho.
1: surprisingly well during this particular show. It's yeah. like, really?
0: Surigisho? Surigisho? <laughs> Are you sure?
1: But yeah, he's
0: doing pretty good. Yeah. Next, we had Hokuseho versus Toby Zaru. Of course, one of our favorite agents of chaos would find a way to get behind Groot and effectively nullify his Frankenstein style by just pushing him out. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: say it was anticlimactic because the way that he got behind him was, you know, it's very Tobi Zaru fashion.
0: Oh, yeah. But then
1: for him to just get pushed out from behind, you know, it's just like,
0: yeah. This was one of those things that like you expected to see it, but it was just nice to watch Tobi Zaru do his Tobi Zaru thing.
1: I <laughs> yeah. Takayasu versus Atami Fuji.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Takayasu delivers a vicious Kachiage forearm blast to Atami Fuji at the tachiai, but Atami Fuji isn't phased a bit. Atami Fuji goes for his favorite belt grip, but Papa Bear holds him at bay with double insides. A flurry of attacks, parries, and Otsuke, and it looks like Atami Fuji is losing his balance. Takayasu moves in for a Tatari armbar throw, only for Atami Fuji to break free and pushes the vicious bear out of his cabin. Go steal someone <laughs> else's picnic basket, Papa Bear.
0: <laughs> Man, Atami Fuji, I mean, I was rooting for him. Well, well, we'll get to that later. But yeah, Atami Fuji did really great this show. Oh,
1: hell yeah. And he's starting to kind of get some of the veterans, you know, the veterans that always seemed like they had his number. He started to get their number now.
0: Exactly, exactly. Next, we have Onosho versus Ura. Ura had a pretty damn good tachi Eye on right. this one. Onosho makes a pull-down attempt, but Ura uses it as an opportunity to run right through him like a Taco Bell burrito. Oshidashi win for Ura as he manages to avoid Makikoshi. Yeah
1: day 14 shit just keeps getting realer and realer <laughs> Gonoyama Yama versus Uda Uda goes in with a really low tachi eye but Gono Yama stands him up with a nodowa Uda the rubber boy seems to take it in stride as Gono Yama tries to wrangle him He tries to make sense of Uda's flailing limbs but Uda had already secured a deadly belt grip Gonoyama tries to go Makikai, but fails, and then tries a pull down. But that's when Ura just runs him down and off the dojo. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hold it in. I'm sorry. You know, I think Ura would be proud of that. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> All right, moving on to Takakei Show versus Dai Show. Before the tachi Eye, you could see Takakesho planned to set the pace of the bout when he planted his fist down, but did not expect Ayesho to jump the gun by split seconds sooner than expected. The pulse and rhythm of Daisho's onslaught gave Taco Queso no chance to recover, and he was thrusted over the bales by Daisho's supari assaults. <laughs>
1: thrusted it.
0: Thrusted it.
1: That's when you get thrusted multiple <laughs> times. You get thrusted All right, we are moving on to Atami Fuji versus Kurishima. First time fighting this particular Ozeki, Atami Fuji starts with a mata. But when the action starts, Karishima has a really low and off center tachiai as he holds onto an inside right hand grip, which kind of throws Atami Fuji for a loop. They both jockey for position until Karishima gets a double inside grip and drives Atami Fuji out, becoming the sole leader going into the last day.
0: Man!
1: I know. Leave my son alone.
0: (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Why does this keep happening? I know.
1: It's just so much drama these last few days.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Day 15. Chironumi versus Midori Fuji. Chironumi closes out the last day at 9 and 6 after manhandling Midori Fuji and then delivering him a swift Oshidashi. Someone call the SPCA because the way he brutalized our beloved Pitbull was just <laughs> cruel. Excellent performance by Chironumi on his Makaguchi debut.
1: Sarana Umi vs. Tobizaru. Both at 7-7, seven and seven. Nanashou Nanahai. Both eager for their kachikoshi. It's a furious exchange of blows off the tachi At one point, it looked like Tobizaru just straight up tried to kick Sadana Umi. Yeah. Or perhaps it was just a failed attempt at a throw. Nevertheless, Sada Umi was able to get under Tobizaru's defenses and drove his ass out. Great victory for the Kyushu native. Even Tobizaru looked impressed as he was grinning after the bout.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he he had that... Uh, that... Uh... uh fuck, what's the dude's name from the, from the wrestling, the, the villain.
1: (laughs) The wrestling from the villain? The
0: villain guy from the wrestling that owns the whole thing.
1: Oh, Vince McMahon.
0: Vince McMahon. Okay, fuck. (laughs) Sorry, I had the hugest fucking brain fart. You know, I try to not remember that Vince McMahon exists on purpose. (laughs) So you really can't blame me for that. But yes, he had that Vince McMahon meme face. You know, where he was all like, oh, Oh, yeah. like super fucking impressed!
1: <laughs> it just kind of like Toby Zaru. Out of his, it. like, all
0: right, okay, all right, I'll give you that yeah. one. That was a good one. At least Toby
1: Zaru can lose in stride. Exactly. Know? It's it's like exactly. he's like I I accept that I lost in a very spectacular way.
0: Yeah, he's he's like Goku. He's impressed yeah. by people who can kick his ass.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you're the first or only person to ever. Compare Tobizaru to Goku, I but I... feel
0: like other people probably have. <laughs> I was
1: going to say there's people out there that are going to be living for that. Yeah. Next, we have Shodai versus Takara Fuji. Shodai had a 12-bout winning streak against Takara Fuji going into their bout, but it appeared that Takada Fuji had finally broken it as he barreled Shodai off the dohyo. That was until the Mono was called. <laughs> the judges decided that Takada Fuji's hand and Shodai's foot had both landed outside of the ring at the same time and demanded a rematch. Torunosh! Right at the Tachiai, Shodai was able to nullify all of Takada Fuji's attacks, gaining double insides, and thrashed him out for his 13th straight win in a row. Yes! Poor Takada Fuji. He Good might, job,
0: Shodai! He might have the
1: best <laughs> legs in sumo, but... uh He's not going to beat the Lord of Chaos.
0: Mm, I don't know. We still have Aqua.
1: Aqua and Chiomari both have damn good legs, but mm. I think Takada Fuji's are more chiseled. Uh,
0: we'll have to do a side by side comparison. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do a deep study of all of their legs. <laughs> all right. Oh, gosh. Oh.
1: I know you were wanting to do this. This is
0: one. my favorite bout of the entire Basho. Hokuseiho versus Ura. Both Rikishi at 7-7. Seven seven. Not a show, not a high. Ura has his trademark low tachi eye and immediately gets a double inside grip on Hokuseiho. Hokuseiho locks up his arms and just stands in place for a bit, like he's not really sure what to do next. Giving Ura time to also think for a moment was probably the worst choice he could have made, though, (laughs) because Ura suddenly yanks backwards on the giant, grabbed his arm, and started pulling in an attempted kataskashi as Hokuseiho just kind of flailed around. When Ura realizes he's going to be able to pull this tree down, he gets up under him and starts to push. As Tokuseiho teeters over the edge, he straight up kicks Ura in the dick. Invoking Ura's flame-broiled wrath. So Ura shoves him out by his tree trunk leg, sending his ass back to the Fangorn forest. Oh my
1: god. It was fucking hilarious, especially when they started playing the slow mo, and you know you could just see you know Hokuseho just starting to kind of fall off, and then just that giant long ass leg just kicks just go
0: right a, between Aura's legs, right
1: in the dick, <laughs> right in the dick.
0: Yeah, just parting the cigari
1: like the Red Sea. <laughs> you ever you ever see uh, what was it? The uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged? It's the movie where they're fighting Cooler. Oh no! And he's like. He keeps kicking me in the dick. Oh, wait,
0: yes! Why? Why does he keep kicking me <laughs> in the dick? I have seen that
1: <laughs> one. <laughs> I, I gotta make a dumb video out of that now.
0: Do it. All right, go ahead and give us the next one.
1: Next is Abby versus Asanoyama. Asanoyama is beat the fuck up. Yeah, he is. He already has a makikoshi, but he's still out for blood. Abi goes right for the throat at the Tachi, per usual, but Asanayama resists and thrusted it with impeccable timing to send Abi sprawling to the clay. asanayama looked pretty chuffed with himself at the end of that. Oh, yeah, for and sure. I am, and I don't blame him. And you know, he, hey, a win is a win. It doesn't matter if you've already got your makikoshi; you still gotta show some goddamn fighting spirit, damn yeah, it. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: Kotono Waka versus. Atami Fuji. Your son. My son. <laughs> so, Atami Fuji had nerves before this one. I could see it all over his face. That boy was gonna smash forward with his entire being. And if I could see that, Koto no sure as fuck did too. He meets Atami Fuji's tachiai head on, absorbing most of the shock. Atami Fuji moved forward to attack but was overcommitted and got thrusted down by the senior rikishi. Hikiotoshi win by Kotonowaka. This was the death blow to Atami Fuji's Yusho hopes. Oh. As his loss secures the championship for Ozeki Kurishima. I know my boy's disappointed. He comes in hot and he gets so close, but he hits a wall with the more experienced, higher-ranked Rikishi. He just needs more XP and he can level up. See, he did that in Juryo. Remember whenever he first got to Makuuchi? Mm-hmm. Lost like shit. And stayed in Jurio for a bit. But while he was in Jurio, he fucking, you know, refined his technique. He got more confidence. He started feeling more of himself. And then by the time he got back to Makauchi again, what is this, a second fucking tournament in Makauchi?
0: Yeah, and he didn't do too bad in the last one either. He ended Two with-
1: Junior two junior shows in a row.
0: Oh, he got the he got the Kanto show in the September Ba show. And looking at the score, he actually ended with the same score. For the last three Basho, he's ended at 11-4.
1: Well, except for, yeah, well, he was 11-4 this one, wasn't he?
0: Mm-hmm. He was 11-4 and this one, and then back in September, and then back in July when he was Jury-01. Oh, damn! I know, right? You don't see that a lot. You don't see, like, a streak of double-digit wins. Before the July one, when he was Juryo 8 he had 13-2. and two. <sighs> Yeah, this boy's fucking going places. Hell yeah. For sure. Kurishima, you better watch your ass.
1: Seriously.
0: Not just from me, from Atami Fuji <laughs> too. We next have Daesho versus Hoshoryu. Haas gets in deep at the Eye, nullifying Daesho's ability to thrust and gets inside and under Daesho's defenses and drives his ass out with gusto. Gusto. I felt bad for my guy, Daeisho, but he managed to get out of the Kyushu Basho with a 9-6 and six record, so not too bad. Not bad.
1: Yeah. All right, final bout.
0: Final bout.
1: Taka Keisho versus Kurishima. So, <sighs> Taka Keisho started off like Sonic the Hedgehog when he does that spinning move. My favorite move. <laughs> the battle hamster came in blasting at the Eye as he reared back to prepare for his next attack— Kurishima deftly maneuvered behind him with a Michael Jackson smooth criminal sort of swagger and thrusts Takakesho into his doom, putting a cherry on top of his yusho Sunday.
0: Hell yeah. Everybody was all like, oh, Takakesho, Yokozuna, maybe meh But like, I never thought it was going to happen. I knew he was going to fucking choke in this basho. I mean... Yeah, you can you can dream, but can you achieve, really? <laughs> Karishima, on the other hand, I can totally see him making yokozuna, it. To yokozuna.
1: 2024.
0: You think so? You think Karishima? Karishima, yokozuna
1: 2024.
0: Dude, literally the minute he won the Show for this tournament, people were already talking about it.
1: <laughs>
0: they just completely forgot about Takakeisho. <laughs> Fucking Taka <K's> Show. who? <laughs>
1: Uh, poor guy. I just same with Takayasu. I just want Takayasu to get an Emperor's Cup, and uh Keisho, If he earns it, I would be so happy for him. If he was Yokozuna, but he's got to earn it.
0: Mm, yeah, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. He just he he can't he can't keep the fire up. You know. True. Last up, we have the Sancho list. The special prizes. Uh, looks like we didn't have anyone for the outstanding performance award, even though we did see some pretty outstanding performances. Oh hell yeah! Uh, but we did get a few different people for the kanto show. First, we had East Sekiwaki Kotonowaka, who ended the basho at eleven and four.
1: Next, we had West Mikashira Eight Atami Fuji, who Your son. also,
0: Yeah, my son.
1: <laughs> Also ended at 11 and 4 and was a recipient of the Kanto Show Fighting Spirit Prize. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the last Kanto Show winner was West Mangashira 14, Ichiyamamoto. Like we were saying earlier, surprisingly good performance by Ichiyamamoto this tournament. He also ended at 11 and 4.
1: What is it with 11 and 4? That's like, I think the universe is trying to tell us something.
0: Yeah, um,
1: eleven and four just keeps following us.
0: I'll have to consult one of my wook friends about numerology <laughs> or some shit to and get back to you on that.
1: But all in all, it was a pretty fucking fantastic tournament. The Kyushu Hell Basho yeah. is always wacky, not as wacky as Aki. No, but it it was it was wild, and I loved all the crazy characters in the audience. I Mm -hmm. love just I love how close everybody is to the to the dojo, you know, in Kyushu, and the crowd was just. Fucking on. Oh,
0: dude. The crowd was, like, screaming and yelling the whole time. It was fucking fantastic. And that's something I had missed for a long time, you know, when the pandemic was at its peak yeah, and stuff. But it was just silent. The little kids, man. Yeah. The little kids. say Gambade Or whatever, yeah. Gambade Macy! <laughs>
1: and then May say you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm almost sad that it's over, but... I'm excited for the next one. Oh,
1: fuck yeah. January. Our birthday Uh, boss
0: show. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Fresh start. That's going to be fucking cool.
0: Hell yeah. Now for the segment that some of you, at least, have been waiting for the Ozumo Oracle predictions.
1: Cue the theremin.
0: All right, so we did have quite a few people send in predictions for our Ozumo Oracle contest, and if you weren't aware before, we decided at the very last minute, right before the Kyushu Basho started, that we wanted to do a contest to let people predict the wackiest and wildest, totally out of left field things that could ever happen in a Basho. And now we're going to give you the list of the predictions that we got. Yeah. And let you know if they actually happened.
1: And you could decide. And if you hear anything that, you know, you find contestable,
0: contest us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, send it our way. Call
0: us on our bullshit. Do it. So first we have Rick Garza of the infamous Garza clan. He says, Obby will go to Pari Wild and smack a Gyoji, not once, but three times in three separate matches in the tournament. I don't even think he smacked one Gyoji in this tournament, did he?
1: Nah, I think he was all on target. I mean... <laughs> I mean, there were some Gyojis that got rocked, but There not were some
0: Gyojis got, that got smacked around a little bit, but it wasn't Abby, surprisingly.
1: Then we have Mr. Shojo Carnathan. I predict Gonoyama is going to be the one who ends up spoiling his childhood friend Takakesho's Yokozuna run.
0: Ooh, that's just cold. That is. <laughs> but who was it that spoiled Takakesho's Yokozuna run?
1: It was Takakesho. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Okay.
1: Um, but that would have been like, what, uh, day three, day... F- well, no, shit, day three, what the hell. Uh, how many losses would he have had to have? I think four, right? Three or yeah. four? Yeah. Let's just give him the benefit of the doubt and just say he had to have four losses. So we'll see when he had that fourth loss. It was probably Koto Nowaka.
0: Koto Nowaka? Yeah, he was throwing salt in everyone's game.
1: (laughs) As he is wont to do. That's uh, how he operates. I know, right? So uh, with Takakesho, Gonoyama was his second loss. Okay. So... I think he didn't completely ruin it. but He, he
0: contributed yeah, to he, it, though. Yeah, he put
1: one of the nails in the coffin, but not the final nail.
0: Yeah, he wasn't throwing the dirt on top or anything.
1: Yeah, so shojo, that is a partial, but unfortunately, not prize-worthy.
0: Then we have Sumo Tofu, who says, My baby boy Ura is going to eat Takakesho whole.
1: Eat Takakesho's whole?
0: No. Like toss <laughs> a
1: salad? Yeah. Toss the salad like corn on the cob, like a rim job? <laughs> no, wipe the chin, don't be a slob? No! <laughs> you mean, you know, toss the salad on white or wheat, spread the ass cheeks and start to eat? <laughs> toss the salad with lettuce and tomato or sour cream and chives like a baked potato? Oh my
0: God, what have I started?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I did not see any eating of holes. <laughs>
0: I can't even remember what the question okay okay yeah uh ura, <laughs> ura did not um, eat any part of takakeisho unfortunately
1: <laughs> or eat takakeisho whole himself
0: actually it was ura who ended up getting a bit thrashed by takakeisho
1: he got very well thrashed by takakeisho <laughs> all right so jake from gsb the grand sumo breakdown predicts I predict a Gyoji will be too slow to dodge the action and will get fucked up by flying wrestlers more than once in this basho. Well,
0: we did have that one with Haru. <laughs>
1: I did see he Tobizaru. He didn't really get,
0: like, fucked up, necessarily, but it did, uh, He flew
1: it was, into Takumi Sakari.
0: It was pretty comical.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, people got fucked with, you know, people got landed on, but...
0: Yeah, I I don't uh, remember more than just one incident where, you know, a Gyoji was flung off the dojo or anything. I
1: think I've seen, like, well, there was where Tobizaru was trying to get away from, was it Gonoyama or was it Takakesho? Yeah, that's the
0: one I'm thinking of. Oh,
1: whenever he was kind of doing the lateral movement and then, you know, the Gyoji was kind of in his way?
0: Yeah. We
1: didn't really, like, tackle him.
0: No, 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 no. It was funny as hell, though. Yeah,
1: that was fucking hilarious.
0: Then Mac, also from GSB, says I predict there will be a synchronized step-out resulting in a Tori Naoshi that ends in a Monoi for dead body rule discussion only for the Gyoji's decision to be reversed. Which, uh, that is a very specific prediction. We love the very specific predictions, but I don't think that that happened. I
1: mean, I've seen some synchronized step outs or like, you know, they both landed at the same time. And I then... don't even
0: remember having a double monoe in this Bosho, do you?
1: Not a double monoe, but no. I mean, there are plenty of monoe's. Because that's but... what
0: he's saying, right?
1: Synchronized step out. Yo, oh, that would be a double yeah, monoe. Yeah, because. Synchronized step out resulting in a nooshi That ends in a monoe for dead body roll. So, the, yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would okay. be a
0: double monoe. And I don't think we had any double monoe's in this.
1: Yeah, no double monoe. Yeah. But still, that's very specific. If that had happened, that would be a damn good specific oh, yeah. prize winning. Yeah. All right. And then Kaylin, Miss Zombie Mommy herself, says Uda will do a barrel roll at least twice this basho.
0: That is an example of not very specific because Ura is always doing goddamn barrel rolls. <laughs> I didn't
1: see any this bas- this Basho. Really? Because I had to, you know, I was uh, watching Ura for another one of these entries and I didn't notice any barrel rolls.
0: Maybe like, I just like where he goes, to always be doing it When he goes
1: horizontal in the air and does like rolls, like that's a barrel roll.
0: Right? Uh, okay, maybe I misunderstood. Yeah, so he's he's basically got to be flying through the air and spinning like, at the same yeah. time. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I mean,
1: like in, what was that, Star Fox?
0: Yeah, I never played that bullshit.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so I didn't see barrel rolls, but I did pay close attention to Udo's bouts. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. All right, and then the homie Nemo Toby Zaru will fly out of the ring and into at least the third or fourth row multiple times this basho.
0: I mean, he did he a did. few times. I counted. I don't know if it was the third or fourth row, though.
1: No, it was third, fourth row. I only counted third, fourth row.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: and he did three times.
0: Three times? Three, just three. Okay. But that
1: counts as multiple.
0: I think we have someone in the running for the prize then. All right,
1: candidate one is Nemo.
0: Next was actually my prediction Hoshoryu will end up somehow destroying Takakaisho's Yokozuna dreams while simultaneously going Kataban. I don't even think they fought no they didn't they didn't have a bout against each other at all so I, I didn't get to feel that particular flavor of Schadenfreude. Florida
1: <laughs> All right and then we had Sumo Mainichi. Um it was in response to the uh, the predictions but it was posted 15 hours after it happened. <laughs> So I yes, think,
0: if you're going to make a prediction, it has to be for something that's happening after your prediction is I made. But I think
1: they were just giving us a heads up about what had happened. Like, yeah. they were like, oh, look, Sumo Punk's posted something. Let's let them know what happened. But Or maybe they Maybe they, they thought, were just
0: commenting, but not trying to make a prediction.
1: But it was. A, okay, so Sumo Mainichi said there's a three-minute extremely entertaining stare-off between Hoshoryu and Gonoyama. Which, which happens? Yeah,
0: which is true. Yeah.
1: But they told us about it after it happened, so I'm thinking they were just giving us a heads up that there was Unless some entertaining they were shit trying happening. Trying
0: to trick us because trying they to test know us. that Australia lives in the future, mm. and Americans are usually asleep when the the Makauuchi division is doing their shit.
1: That's true.
0: So they were trying to be tricksy little hobbits about it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make you laugh while you were <laughs> taking a drink.
1: <laughs> no, I, I but I honestly, I think Amy and Dave were just telling us because they were in Japan. You know, they were, they were just at,
0: excited. Yeah, they yeah. were at the Basho. I know, I saw.
1: Oh man, that's I'm so jealous. But me
0: too. And one tri- day
1: one we day. will. Oh fuck yes!
0: All right, next prediction we had was from Kirkikree.
1: Is it Kirkikree? Kirkikree or Kickikreeky?
0: Kickikreeky? Kickikreeky? Uh, just bird noises. So, bird noises says Waka no Hana does not throw Akatsu offset randomly while explaining a match on Sinshuraku, which he did. He absolutely did. <laughs> he always fucking does.
1: Yeah, he just, he just, Uncle Waka gets excited and he just brings that dude out. And if you notice that little dohyo that they're in when he's demonstrating stuff is so little. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he always just sends that guy flying and just chuckles about it.
0: See, that's a good prediction, too. Because instead of predicting that, you know, someone who's known for doing something is going to do that something like multiple times or whatever, they're predicting that someone who's known for doing something is not going to do that something. Yeah. So.
1: See, that would have been a good, if, if that hadn't happened, that would have mm-hmm. been a good prize winning
0: one. No, that would have been a good one for sure.
1: All right. And then now we have the Joe Kaz. So he submitted two of them. The first one says, We're gonna see the salt baskets go flying at least two more times. But I didn't So he see
0: submitted them. that on day seven, right? Yeah.
1: I didn't see any salt baskets go flying, I just saw them get trampled.
0: Yeah, I think that was after Taka K's show trampled the salt basket. But, um, I, yeah, I don't remember seeing any other assault baskets. Yeah, not getting, flying,
1: but just, yeah.
0: Getting knocked over at all.
1: All right, now this one was interesting. His second submission. Was... By
0: the way, you can only submit one prediction. <laughs>
1: oh, whatever. This one was cool. It was like, Ichiyamamoto wins it all by defeating Atami Fuji and Tamawashi in a three-way playoff. Their final records will be 12 to 3.
0: That is a very good one, though. That's super because specific. Because it is yeah. very specific, yes.
1: I would have fucking loved if, you know, it came down to a three way playoff
0: like that. Ichiyamamoto of all people. I know. People. Look how far he got, though. I know. Yeah.
1: That's, that's a guy that knows his guys, you know, the fucking Ichiyamamoto. People that are Ichiyamamoto stands are fucking having a ball right now.
0: Then the next one we have is from Im Theodore who said, Takiasu meets Hokuto Fuji, and there's a mono-i. Uh I I don't think they, they, they didn't, they didn't, fight, didn't this... fight at all. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. Aww. So I'm going to go ahead and just move on to the next one, which was from Tim Sumo. Tim Sumo! Hoshoyu defeats Kurishima by Kakanage.
1: They didn't fight. Another
0: specific one. But they didn't fight at all. Oh, well.
1: All right. And then we have another very super specific one by the Tagata Store. I'm super stoked that they know who we are. Yeah. (laughs) So the Tagata Store says on day nine, it will be... And keep in mind, they made this prediction on day six, before the Torikumi was made. Mm -hmm. So they said on day nine, Midori Fuji versus Takakesho. Midori Fuji revenge Hinka for a Tommy Fuji, resulting in a Takakesho injury, making him go Kyujo. But if that had happened, I would have shat myself. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't fight that day, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> then Rebecca Ludwig predicted Ura will have five airborne flights out of the Dohyo, which uh, he is known for doing things like that. But uh,
1: we watched all 15 of his fights and he, oh, okay. And we counted it to where if by flying off the dohyo, we meant that he went from the surface of the dohyo either into the crowd or on the floor. Yes. But he couldn't bounce off the dohyo. Yes. So if he lands. So not
0: like touching the side of the dohyo. Yeah,
1: like the little slanted ramp part. So like if yeah. he lands on that, then lands on the floor, that doesn't count as flying. Right. Yeah.
0: And he has to be mostly horizontal. <laughs> yeah,
1: so he only flew out from what I could see like once. All the other times he either like, you know, would get slapped down or kind of mm-hmm. fell onto the the ramp part, but
0: Yeah. And then the last one we had, you may have heard if you listen to the last episode, Jake Collison predicted on day fifteen, Surigisho Show will be not a show, not a high, seven wins, seven losses. And is going to lose to Ryudin, And in his endless rage, he's going to step off the dohyo and ferociously start eating handfuls of salt. (laughs) 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 Which is honestly still my favorite predictor. Prediction. prediction out of all of them
1: seriously that one was the that cracked me <laughs> up
0: that's really to the spirit of this contest and i think we're going to keep having this contest um, you know at least for a few more basho try it out so in january remember jake's prediction because i want to hear more like that <laughs>
1: yeah you know so there was one aspect of Jake's prediction that actually came true, and that was he did fight Rudin on day fifteen.
0: Oh, that's right. But he
1: wasn't on a show, not a high. He was like nine and five at that time. Yeah,
0: wait, was Rudin on a show not a high? No. no okay, okay. That would have been a little, maybe a little bit closer, but that I mean he got a a third of the things right. I know, but that's
1: that's still a partial, you know. Yeah, shit.
0: still a partial, you know. We'll send him a,
1: we'll send him something send him weird a nice
0: gift card or something. Spray your perfume on it or something.
1: My like perfume? <laughs> My perfume? Yeah,
0: you know, like the ladies used to do back in the day when they sent love letters.
1: Man, this ain't the Civil War. What do you mean by <laughs> perfume? So I think the closest, the one who kind of clinched it, is Nemo.
0: I think it's Nemo, too. I think he got the closest to winning... His prediction was Toby Zaru will fly out of the ring and into at least the third or fourth row multiple times in this basho. And we counted multiple yeah.
1: times as more than two.
0: Yeah, so that, I mean, technically that's that's the winner. Yeah, that's all right. The Nemo's the winner. It. All right, Congratulations, Nemo. Your prize will probably just be delivered to your front door since you're now our neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Golf clap. That just sounds like fapping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> golf fap. <laughs> let's,
0: let's give him a congratulatory golf fap. <laughs> all right, well, that's all we got for this episode.
1: So if you uh, want to find us on the internet, you can always find us at SumoPunks on the Instagram, and uh, we're on the YouTubes, we're on the Facebook. If you want to find us on Twitter, we are at PunkSumo. Always punk- I fucked
0: up the Twitter. It's okay.
1: <laughs> and it's always punks with an X. We have two shops. We got a red bubble. And we got a tea public. So if you wanna look around for uh you know some of our cool designs, you should totally get one. And we do have extra large Haas sizes. So if you're a 5X like me, we got you covered.
0: And until next time, bye! bye.